All right, we're kicking off a new feature of XO right now. It's called XO Live, and every week we're coming to you with a live look at what's happening at XO. And I'm so excited. We're in the XO Studio, XO Marriage Center, the marriage capital of the world. And if if people don't know where we're located, we're just west of the DFW Airport in Dallas, Texas, and we are here. We're in a permanent place for XO, and I'm so excited about it. I think it's helpful, though, for so so many people out there that don't know who I am. We have the team here, some of our team here today as well. Uh, my parents started this ministry 30 years ago, so it was actually called Family and Marriage Today, and they started this ministry with the hope and dream of reaching the world with the with the ministry of marriage. My dad had a book called Marriage on the Rock. My mom was uh, not just arm candy. She had a very uh, brilliant way of communicating marriage lessons in a way that was uh, powerful, especially through television. And my dad did most of the teaching, but my mom and dad together in the studio would come uh, around one of my dad's teaching and they would talk about things that most people weren't talking about. And they gave people a real look at what a married couple actually looked like that was real, raw, relevant. The, uh, the aspect of my dad saying that he was a jerk and he screwed up and my mom forgiving him and then being able to showcase that to the world took a lot of guts. And uh, it took a lot of money too, so I'm not going to lie. But we've uh, now lasted 30 years. I actually cel celebrate 18 years at EXO today or this week. I started at EXO 18 years ago, 2005 is when I came on board. And they were transitioning the ministry from family and marriage today to marriage today. So I was part of that, that whole branding process of, of reinventing uh, family and marriage today to marriage today. And my parents, they moved the ministry from Amarillo to Dallas about that time. And my wife and I already lived here, but I was joining the ministry kind of as a marketing uh, internet guy vision. Uh, my vision for the, the ministry was really to be the business side of it and, and joined it. I was kind of, you know, just one of the team members. And then slowly over time, I've kind of built my, myself into more of the, the vision, visionary leader here. But it took time. And five years ago, uh, we started having conversations, maybe seven years ago, time is time after COVID is always a little bit different. Um, but if, this was probably 2017, actually, that we started talking about transitioning the ministry, um, my dad did seminars, to more of a conference feel. We had a conference every year that we did at, um, uh, here in, in Southlake, and we wanted to make sure that my dad could keep up with his schedule. And so he was doing the whole conference before that. So we started introducing new voices, but we needed an umbrella around that to really kind of uh, make it make sense. So we came up with uh, what we call the time XO conference. So XO was birthed out of our conferences, our live events. And it really was a way for us to be able to put more under uh, the marriage umbrella, not just Jimmy Evans. And so XO was an idea I had. XO means kisses and hugs. Uh, it's something that's meant to be romantic. But what I was also finding was most people were only thinking about marriage when they were hurting or whenever things were a mess. And I wanted them to be able to find something that was fun, relevant. Again, what my parents had brought on TV, I wanted people to experience every Valentine's Day weekend in the conference. And so we had EXO conferences. We invited more, more people in. There was a way for, for couples to come and have fun. And since we've developed the EXO conference, it sells out every year. It is a fixture for most couples to have fun for Valentine's Day weekend. I love it. But in 2020, we decided to transition the, the ministry of marriage today to EXO marriage. And, and so EXO marriage is our main 
umbrella brand. It is our is our um, it is our front horse, if you will, for everything that we talk about. XO, my big, huge, hairy, audacious goal was that when you said XO, you meant marriage. So you didn't even have to say marriage. You could say XO, and people already knew that you were talking about marriage. And so when we talk about XO, it is a it is a really big passion for everyone here that you would fall in love with the idea of marriage and that marriage can be fun, exciting. It's not always easy. It's a lot of work. But everything we do here at XO is to make it uh, relevant to you, to your spouse, to your future spouse, to your kids. Whatever's happening in your world related to relationships, we want to be on the front lines of providing you information that helps you every single day, not just whenever you get your tail in a crack. Because that does happen, and we do have people here on site. We have mediators here at our XO Marriage Center that can help you. But every single day, we're here helping couples in other ways as well. Consider us almost like a, a mass media company that's delivering content through all different channels every single day, helping you live your life on a whole new level. So I'm now the CEO of XO Marriage. I'm extremely honored to be a part of the team. Uh, my dad is still around as the president, and my mom is still doing her thing. They have a, their, their podcast is called Marriage Today, so they were recording last week new episodes of the Marriage Today podcast under the XO Marriage Podcast Network, and they love it. They still love teaching on marriage, helping couples. Uh, my dad's about to turn 70. They just celebrated 50 years of marriage. So if there's a, ever been a deep well of wisdom in the area of marriage, it is Jimmy and Karen Evans, and you can still hear them through their podcast. Uh, we have articles, and of course, you can hear Jimmy Evans speak at the XO Marriage Conference every year. So we are now at the XO Marriage Cent Center, 1021 Grace Lane, in the XO Marriage Studio, and we're trying something new here with the XO Live show. So we're, we're trying our best to bring you more real, raw content, and I think it's fun to see what's happening behind the scenes of the ministry and what we're doing here. And so we're talking uh, today about something that I feel like is on the hearts and minds of everyone, which is football, and uh, football and relationships. Uh, but before I get there, I wanted to uh, talk about our team here. We have a beautiful team. Maybe one of the, one of, maybe one of the greatest setups I've ever seen of, of a team. And we're, we're going to be talking with them today. They're going to jump in on here uh, talking about football. But first, I wanted to mention, because we always say we'll, we'll never forget, uh, today is September 11th. And I was asking the team before we started if I should mention something about September 11th. I think it's important. I do. I think it's important that we talk about it every year. Uh, we remember what happened because you quickly forget. Uh, you forget how much camaraderie and American spirit and Christian, like um, how many churches were filled right after September 11th because you felt a sense of humanity and that we were all sort of vulnerable at that moment. I remember exactly where I was whenever the planes hit the tower. Um, you know, we were, my wife and I were, we were home. She was working from home. I was getting ready for work. And you just, you just had no other choice but sit there and watch the TV and wonder what, what in the world was happening. And, you know, America was forever changed for that. And we have uh, a nation now that's stronger from it, but it's, it's different. It definitely changed who we are, are as a nation. And I just want to remember everyone who lost their lives that day. We, we, we live in a country where sometimes it feels very divided. But I think we can unite under that one sort of topic that says, you know, we, at the end of the day, um, can consolidate around the fact that we are, we are all Americans and we want to see everyone um, succeed and, and, not, and not die a tragic death 
like those people who did on 9-11. So hearts and prayers go out to everyone uh, that lost loved ones that day. We do remember, and we, we honor everyone's sacrifice, especially the firefighters and the first responders there in New York that day. Okay, so we're going to talk about football. Let's go. Let's go. So this week actually was a very, very good weekend for football for the Evans family. And um, I would say that we live in South Lake, Texas, home of the Dragons. I've got two boys playing Dragon youth football, sixth grade and fourth grade. And so my sixth grader went in with uh, his team. He's, he's being coached by a guy who used to play in the NFL, which is interesting. I tell him, I said, you don't understand. You've got a former NFL player coaching you. Like, that's not a, that's not a normal thing. And so they won 33 nothing. That was good. That's a good one. And then my fourth grader, uh, shout out to Luke. He was playing his first tackle football game, and they won 38 to nothing. So Southlake, Carroll, the Young Dragons showed up. But then the Texas-Alabama game. Oh, yeah. What? what uh, you're the Were you watching? Of course. I was screaming at my TV Saturday night. Why wouldn't you? I mean, listen, going in to Alabama, that was tough. And then, you know, it was down to the wire. But Marcus is talking because he's a, he's a UT fan. And don't, is Matthew McConaughey your screensaver? No. Oh, no, no. Oh, right, not, right. not that far. But I do love UT football. And, yeah, I was I You know, going into that game, you never know – what's going to happen. And so I was just hoping for a close game, a good game. You know, last year we came up short in Austin um, after dominating most of that game. Lost the final few minutes, right? Yes. It was a final few. But to see the outcome of this game and just how Texas came ready to play and Alabama was looking a little rough this year. They were. Quinn Ewers, again, he's a South Lake Dragon uh, quarterback. He looked great. I, I was not sure I was a believer in him as a UT, like, because he got hurt last year. He looked awesome. The whole team looked great. Great program. They're going to be good this year. And then the Cowboys won 40 to nothing last night, and I thought that was amazing. Oh, yeah. So good. I couldn't even get over it. I mean, I'm still riding high this It always morning. feels good. I mean, you know, the Cowboys are heartbreakers, and you never know what you're going to get. But when they start off with a win against the Giants away, it was an away game. In the rain. You just know it's going to be a good year because the defense looks so good. But everyone's trying to play it down now. I was watching this morning get up and first take, and, you know, Stephen A. Smith is always the first person to jump on the Cowboys when they, you know, put a, a, a egg out there. But they win 40 nothing, and he's like, calm down, Cowboys fans. And so it's just it, – it's going to be the press. But yeah. The Cowboys look great last night. They look great. If their defense can hold it, I mean, defenses win games and win championships, so we'll, we'll see. I know Jerry's probably already got, already got the ticker parade. Like, we're ready to go. Um, the parade route is ready. So we're talking uh, today about football, and we're about to be joined live with Dan Leanne, one of our EXO speakers. He is a, a brilliant man who loves to talk at our EXO conferences, but also is tightly connected with New Spring Church there. He's on, on staff at New Spring Church and also with, um, uh, with Clemson. He's very close to Clemson. So football is in his blood as well, even though he's from Australia. He, uh, he loves football as well. And then right after that, Dave and Ashley Willis are going to join us. So just be aware that we're going to be joined live with them, having conversations about what's going on in their world. Uh, I will introduce everyone uh, who's on the couches. So, so you know, Karina, how are you? Hello. 
Great. So, excited. So, so Karina, uh, in a in a twenty second way, tell what you do here at XO. I have the honor of working in the publishing department, so I get to help produce all the amazing resources that XO releases. So, have the honor of being able to work with authors and just working with vendors. It's a lot of fun, and I also get to read everything before everyone else reads it. So, I I've actually read just about every book. Karina is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Kimmy, you're up next. Morning. Morning. Hi. Tell, tell everyone what, what, what your role is here at XO. Uh, so I get the privilege to work in the development partners uh, department. Um, I am the director of development here at XO. And what I get to do is really connect our contributors to XO, give them more insight about what we're doing here, the vision God's given us, moving things forward. I also get the privilege of connecting people who don't know about XO, and maybe they're prayer partners. They want to be prayer partners, or they want to go further in how they want to partner with us, so I give them some ideas and uh, more avenues to take to just become contributors or just partners in general with XO. Kimmy at XOMarriage.com. Yeah, that's, that's where me. you find her. Yeah, and then Marcus, who's a UT fan, we already talked about that. So you are all things events. Tell me what else you do here. Yeah, so I oversee the events team and lead all of our XO conferences, um, any events that we have going on here at the XO Marriage Center. Um, and so it's it's I love getting to see the mass of people mm-hmm. that we get to help every day. You know, when we're here in the office. We can sometimes forget that our work is impacting people every day, but when we have those events, we get to see couples and see the work that God is doing in their lives through their marriage. So I uh, love being a part of the events team. And then Eric Gomez, the GOAT, COO to the stars. He's, yep. he, is, he has been recruited like a first-round draft pick to be on the team here, and he's an amazing man, amazing husband, amazing father, Eric Gomez. Tell them what you do. Yeah, so I think um, Chief Operating Officer have the honor of just taking your vision, interpreting it, uh, putting all the pieces together, all the talent that we have here at XO. We have so much. We have, you know, we've grown over the past couple of years, you know, um, here as we came to the new XO Marriage Center. And so I love being able to take that vision, trying to interpret it to what does that look like, and then put the people in the places to do it yeah. and make sure that we do it with excellence. He does an amazing job doing that. Okay, we've got, listen, we have special guests this morning. I see some beautiful faces on the screen here. Uh, let's go, let's start with the, with the Australian, my best bud from Australia, Dan Leanne. Can you hear me, Dan Leanne? I can hear you loudly and clearly, President. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then the Naked Marriage Podcast Couple, they are, y'all look amazing. For a Monday yeah. morning. <laughs> I bet we can't hear you. I can't hear you. They can't hear, they can't hear them. I'm going to unmute. There we go. Uh, you guys You guys look, look amazing. amazing. So I, I really, I literally texted D- Dave on uh, yesterday, on Sunday, and I texted Dan on Friday. We're, we're putting this together last minute, but I, I'm so very thankful you all jumped on last minute. And Dan, I want to start with you because you have some limited time. We're talking about football and relationships and, and the impact and and really just what's happening right now, because every single conversation I'm having right now with most of the people in my life centers around football. And I could just tell you right now that 
whenever your fantasy team's doing good, you you're happier. And then when it's not doing good, sometimes you can start kind of souring the mood through the throughout the whole family. And then if there's rivalries, like for example, if you're a Clemson fan and your spouse is not, they went to another school, a competing school, then sometimes that can lead to uh, to some some interesting dynamics and relationships. So first of all, welcome Dan, and talk about um, what your viewpoint is on EXO first, and then football and relationships second. Uh, I'm just super excited to be uh, in this space right now. Uh, I know that uh, I haven't used this platform before, but it told me that it's better when it's like sideways. Uh, but I feel like my profile is better in this kind of vertical situation. Uh, so I apologize if uh, if I cause any technical difficulties. Um, I remember when I first moved here uh, six years ago, I got told uh, moving to South Carolina that there are two seasons uh, in the South. And really for all of America, there are only two seasons. There's football season and then there's waiting for football season. And I didn't really believe it until I experienced one full year cycle. And it's true. It's, it's a massive deal here. And, um, you know, it doesn't impact everyone, but I'd say the vast majority in some way, shape or form, uh, is impacted by, you know, the coming and going of this season. And I just say this all the time. I say it from the pulpit and I say it even privately as someone who gets to work with uh, a college football team, as someone who gets to work with, um, football players around the nation. In fact, that's the reason I'm in Pittsburgh right now because I went along to a Pittsburgh Steelers game yesterday, have one of my kids from my small group play for the Steelers. Two kids play for the 49ers. Um, and as my speaking schedule goes, I kind of line, line it up with different NFL games to catch up with my boys. And, um, and so that's kind of part of the reason why I'm here in Pittsburgh right now. Um, uh, football is a great game. Like my family has fallen in love with football. Basketball is cool. Sure, hockey is great, you know, uh, if you're in a part of America that's really cold. Um, but football is a great game. It's a great game, but a terrible God. And, and, and you got to understand that we make things God's real quick. You don't have to fashion an idol and put it in the corner of your living room to make that a God. Um, a God is anything that you make the most of in your life. And whatever you make the most of in your life turns around and defines you. It defends your peace. It delights your soul and it directs your steps. So that's how you really kind of like test what your God really is. Mm -hmm. What defines you, what defends your peace, what delights your soul the most, and what directs your steps. And even though a lot of people would roll around and maybe mark Jesus or Christianity as their God on a census, when you really look at someone's life and see how much of their peace and how much of their joy and how much of their identity is connected to a football team, uh, sometimes um, the, the, the idolatry of football is revealed. And so uh, it's real, it's prevalent, um, whether you're living in cowboy country where you are, Brent, um, uh, whether you're uh, down, what's, what's down in Augusta, George? I don't know what the Willis's have got down there. I know that Kentucky, they got a lot of basketball up there. And, um, but wherever you are, it, it, it's, it's prevalent. And this is what I just always say, um, just it's, it's a great game, but a terrible God. And if you find it being too big in your life, just make sure that you rank football behind Jesus. Just whatever you do, uh, whether it's your fa so how, how how do you do that? Well, let's you know, if fo fo football, if it is too big in your life, and your team lost on Sunday, uh, and you're still grumpy at your wife on Monday night, 
if you're arguing about that it on happens. Tuesday. That happens. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah, and yeah, it's real. Like, it, it, it's, um, and again, this is not to condemn. It's just a good, it's, it's a good revealer. It's a good revealer. And every single day, when Jesus revealed idolatry, he does it with the rich young ruler. Uh, it, 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 it starts with this phrase, he looks at this young man with love. Uh, whenever Jesus calls out idolatry, it's not because he's jealous or insecure. It's because he just hates you having your heart delighted by, your peace defended by, your soul defined by, and your steps directed by anything that isn't God. And so he's just like trying to let you know, hey, you know, I love you so much. So let's let's work out how to get this God from position number one. And so just first and foremost, just make sure that um, um, the 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 primary, um, the center point of your family. Um, yeah, football is cool, but it's really a reason to get together as a family and to enjoy something together. Okay. Well, I think pastors um, use football. See, for, yeah. Well, I say I think I see pastors see that firsthand because if there's a Cowboys game at noon on Sunday, there there is a literal downgrade in the attendance of of churches. Uh, I mean, the people prioritize football over church for sure. And especially if it's a home team or a big game. And I think a lot of times pastors feel like they're always struggling to connect with their, their congregants in the midst of football season. And I had this crazy idea. It's like, why not just uh, shift service times to accommodate the Cowboys have a noon opener, just do a eight and 10 AM to say, Hey, come to church before you go to the Cowboy game. Is that a crazy idea? Uh, I, I, I don't have as big an issue because we, we see that in the South where I am. I'm in South Carolina. We don't have NFL teams, but we have, um, you know, Clemson football. We have South Carolina football, uh, coastal Carolina has been good historically. And, uh, in the last couple of years. And so there's a lot of people who lean into football. Um, I, I don't get that. Um, I don't get that worked up about our attendance numbers do fluctuate a little bit, depending on if there's like a late game the night before and, um, you know, you'll see a little bit of a lighter crowd at nine fifteen, and um, I, I, I think I, as a pastor, um, um, don't get too worked up about the way that people want to get to a Cowboys game. Or I know that um, I've got some friends with churches in Seattle. Man, if there's a if there's a Seahawks home game, um, you know, you're not gonna have many people in your building. Yeah, um, that ebbs and flows. I think I think it's still. I think it might be symptomatic of something larger. And if, and if you see that kind of decrease, but I think the bigger issue is um, um, sometimes men and sometimes women as well. Women, I, I've got friends, some wives are more obsessed with football than the husbands. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that kind of situation. Uh, when it just affects um, the, the tone and the mood of your home, uh, it's cause for a conversation. Um, and it's not condemning. It's revealing. And if something is broken, you want it revealed and you get to respond to it. Um, if, 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 uh, if you're bouncing around, if your team's winning, but then I don't want to be talked to for two days if your team is losing. Uh, in all seriousness, I see people and their patience and their, um, their, the way that they hold their temper together, yes, massively. And if, if, if it's affected by football, it's revealing something. Uh, if you're spending all your spare time, if you're spending all your spare money, uh, if you're distracted, uh, sitting around at date night, just basically making last minute changes in your fantasy team because um, Joe Burrow got off to a bad start this year. 
Like if if, if that kind of stuff is impacting, a really bad start this year. A really bad start. That was a but, bad draft pick for some people. I feel like Brett wants to turn this into a fantasy football conversation. Uh, well, it's just but, <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't have Joe Burrow in any of my three leagues, but everyone who had <laughs> him, leagues. that's the, that's, that's the me over here. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Marcus over here. Uh, I was like. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. God, why did I draft him? But I want to say something to you, Dan, is, uh, you know, you you have a really interesting uh, ministry opportunity for a lot of these young players. And, you know, the divorce rate in the NFL is sometimes up to 80 percent. And, you know, as you're as you're able to kind of speak into these guys lives, how how are you able to shift their mindset when, when it comes to relationships and marriage in a positive way and have that affect you know, their teammates and, and create a culture for, you know, when you get married, you have, you have a covenant relationship and not just this, um, not just this fun trajectory and a ride that you're riding this, this high of football. And, you know, the, the, the wife or the fiance or the girlfriend is loving being a part of that ride, but then you get married and then the, the realness happens. Um, you know, we, we've had some NFL people, uh, either on the, on the conference panel or interacted. I know Dave and Ashley probably have had interviews as well with people in the NFL or, or uh, professional sports. The the divorce rate is so horrific. How are you finding success in coaching these guys, these young men, in relationships? Yeah, I have um, over the last couple of years um, um, had the opportunity to do premarital counseling for like five active players in the league right now. Um, I've done the wedding for four, um, and I I do the same premarital um, counseling with all of them. There's a lot of the stuff we talked about this year in XO, a lot of stuff that I learned from you and your dad, Jimmy, just over the last couple of years, and uh, what does it really mean to serve each other, and how, I, and I've, I've said I've stolen it like it's mine. You know, you have a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. Um, and so I'm just thinking about one specific kid that, I journeyed with, met him as a freshman and saw him meet Jesus and uh, grow massively in the Lord. Um, and then watch him and his uh, then girlfriend just journey towards marriage. Um, and it was really cool because I heard actually recently uh, on a podcast that, that he did, uh, he was asked about why he married so young. And, um, and it was so cool for him to, and my heart starts racing because I'm going, all right, this is like the test. Like, did he actually pay attention? And he was saying, um, if, if you do it God's way, um, it's the greatest thing you'll experience. And he did admit in this case, sometimes I do think because he gets teased a little bit because, you know, he's probably 22, 23 right now. And, and uh, a lot of his friends are out there enjoying other things, you know, that are on offer to NFL players. And he, and he's, he was honest. He said, you know what? I honestly think about that sometimes. I think about like what life would be like if I didn't do this. And then I look at what I've got and I would choose this every day of the week. That's good. And, and, and it's cool. So, I, I tell the young men the same thing as I uh, tell anyone that I have an opportunity to speak into their marriage, that uh, if you center this thing around Jesus, uh, you're literally stepping into a beautiful gift um, that 
if you never get married in life, you know what I'm saying? You can live life to the absolute full. Abundance is for you. Uh, but if, if you so choose to step into this gift that God gave you, uh, it'll be the sweetest thing that you taste this side of eternity if you do it God's way. If you serve each other well. And, and so, um, yeah, a, a big part of what I do uh, is uh, spending time trying to pastor and mentor uh, young men, a lot of them because of their Sunday schedules, we can't get along to church. Uh, I do do my best to try to get them connected to a local church on a Sunday when they're out of season. Uh, but for the, for the husband and the wife, uh, to keep Jesus at the center point. And side note, uh, because it is a crazy ride, it's amazing how you see the guys who have Jesus at the center point of the relationship and the guys who are working that out. And you can see the fluctuations just so much smaller mm. uh, with the guys who keep Jesus as the rock. You know, I've been encouraged because my son, uh, Reed, has been a part of this Ryan yeah. Roberts quarterback program. And he ends every – they do a two-hour training every week. They, they end this group training with a devotional. And he spends time actively, you know, speaking into the lives, putting Jesus at the forefront. And Quinn Ewers was a part of this program. And uh, oh, yeah. Ryan Roberts reposted this clip after the, the Alabama game this weekend where Quinn was basically just giving God, God glory. And, you know, in the biggest stage they could possibly have, he was glorifying God. And, and knowing how Ryan develops these players, it's not inauthentic. It's not like, you know, just this showmanship of just, you know, it's all, it's all theater. Um, they really do have a really strong desire to have a relationship with, with Christ. And that can mm. be bred. You know, the, the idolatry is there, and football can become your life. But these guys who are coaches can do a good job, and you, Dan, do a great job of making sure these guys have uh, support around them, spiritual support around them, to keep them always centered towards Christ. So you're doing a great job. I love you, man. Hey, uh, you have a book coming out with us uh, in February on joy. So I'm excited about yeah. that. And, <laughs> and you're also... It's, uh, it's a long time coming. I'm going to... It's been it's been like a couple of years since my joy message. I'm bringing it back and preaching it like it's the first time I've ever done it. It's an amazing and, message. Uh, <laughs> and then you're going to be in Lakeland, Florida with us coming up. I can't wait. I, I have, uh, um, I don't know anything about Lakeland, Florida. I just know you got to fly into Tampa. And, um, but I know that uh, Dave and Ashley are going to be there. And um, I'm always made better by hanging out with Dave and Ashley Willis. Uh, it's like the band is getting back together again. It's just, I hate this <laughs> layoff. I hate the layoff when we don't get to see each other for a while. Um, so, uh, but fondness, the, um, like you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And so um, I'm looking forward to seeing your guys uh, at Lakeland. All right. Well, I know you have a hard out, so I wanted to make sure you could uh, spend some time talking about what's going on <laughs> in your world. You're, you're amazing. I love it. And, uh, I love you, man. You, your glasses and Dave's glasses are inspiring me to get faux glasses, <laughs> too. I can actually see now. I have been yes. holding off for the longest time. I'm right here. Um, to, <laughs> I, it was like an admission of just age and basically one foot in the grave. Uh, but when I started driving down like interstates at night and I was guessing turnoffs, uh, I knew that it was time, uh, to, uh, step into, uh, some, uh, that spectacle space. Wow. They look great on you. Hey, okay. enjoy Pittsburgh. Tell the news as we said, hello. All right. I love you, man. All right. Take care, bud. Love you team. All right. We've got Dave and Ashley Willis who were on standby, but you guys were doing a great job of just. You know, nodding your heads, being on camera. I feel like y'all were, were part of the conversation, but uh, now we're bringing you to the forefront. Listen, MomCom, 
MomCon is a thing that yeah. you were a part of this weekend. Let's start off by giving a shout out to you guys for, for uh, being invited to a huge stage like MomCon. Tell everyone, because this is something I want to do every week where we bring people into y'all's world real time and, and introduce them what's going on in y'all's lives because y'all are, y'all are famous in your, in your own way. And Dave, uh, I mean, literally, your glasses, I'm, I'm loving them. This is a new. This is a new Dave I have not seen. I wasn't even gonna have him on for this, so but good. So you know, good. you. I, I just thought you seem so pleased with them that I'm like, well, now I have to keep them on. I know. So, well, I had LASIK. and I can see better too. They're not just uh, cosmetic; they yes. really do help me. That's what I'm saying. Help my old eyes see a little bit better. Okay, we also have the team here, and uh, so we're having this is almost like a little roundtable of EXO. You know what we're we're talking about right now, but really just just update everyone what happened this weekend with MomCon and then everything going on. I have a book from y'all in front of me called "Married into the Family." Yay! The brand new in-law book, and if you're married and you have in-laws, then this is the this is the Bible on in-laws because it's really going to help you uh, understand how to you know relate to uh, those relationships in a way that don't cause drama, uh, don't cause divorce. And don't cause uh, murder suicide. So those are all things that <laughs> <laughs> are in the world today uh, because of, of the stress that sometimes in laws can cause. So uh, yeah. you guys, just let us know what's going on in your world. How was MomCon? Yeah, it was great. Dave was literally one of very few men who were there. Yeah, yeah. Which was fun and interesting. And well, yeah. my first moment at MomCon is, yeah, is funny. I walked into the men's bathroom at this big convention center. And, you know, I got in there and once, you know, deep into the bathroom, <laughs> I realized that they had turned all the men's bathrooms into additional women's bathrooms. So I look around and I hear all these voices and all of a, it's like I'm in a women's bathroom now. <laughs> and so that, that was my introduction to MomCon. And yeah. so I made some new friends in the ladies room. <laughs> Um, it wasn't one of those. No, it was, it was it wasn't of one of those Austin Power moments where you're like, "Who does number two work for?" <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> Can we get a courtesy yeah. flush over there, big guy? <laughs> oh, courtesy flush, Tom Arnold. Nice reference. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. No, it was it was good stuff. It was I mean, so fun, great the, audience. I mean, all these moms. I think they had like five thousand moms there from all around the country, and um, we, you know, got to do a. a, a talk on marriage, on communication and marriage. And we even did a Q and a at the end and so many questions and so many new, um, new friends, you know, and it was great. It, it was, it, it was, was a lot, lot of, of a lot of fun. Great, yeah. great crowd, great ministry. Um, they're doing a really good work. Exo friend, yeah. Narup Alphonse has been connected to them for a while. He's the one that, that made, made that introduction. Made he was yeah. there. We didn't overlap. We didn't get to see him, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But we're we're excited about what's coming with Excel. We're going to be at Tipping Point this yes. Saturday, and then we're going to be, um, of course, at the the two tour stops coming up over the next couple months. And super excited about the new book, Married into the Family. And thanks to the whole team. That was a team, team effort. effort. Um, the whole publishing team at Excel was was stellar with that. And it's been a several year process. And I really feel like this one, this might be the single most important resource that we've been part of creating simply because it's such a big need that so many people are struggling in this area in silence and yet there are almost no resources out there yeah to address it you know like the other stuff we've, we've written about you know whether it's like you know sex or communication all those things are super important but there are a lot of resources out there but with in-law relationships it's a huge need yeah it's a big part of our testimony but like nobody knows where to go to get help you know mm -hmm. we 
we uh, we felt that way when we were going through it. So I'm really excited. I hope this book helps a lot of people. Yeah, it will. It's fantastic. Karina's in the room. She knows how how good it is. Thanks, yes, Karina. Thank you, Karina. She's yeah. amazing. And the whole publishing team. I love, love you it. guys. It's a super amazing book. Everyone needs it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you, especially. I know you read many. <laughs> thank you. So we're talking about football and y'all have a y'all have a kid at college now. And uh football is a big a big thing there, Georgia. And oh yeah. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs. And then you have Auburn and, and, and that whole like that conference in the South. There's just so many rivalries, and yeah, yeah. do y'all know do y'all know couples that have? Because uh, I know a couple that's a Texas OU, uh, one went to Texas, one went to OU, and so Red River rivalry every week. Every time that weekend happens, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a house divided, right? Yeah. So yeah, do y'all yeah. know any couples like that? The, yeah, there yeah. are there are a lot here. I mean, because the SEC. And then the ACC is also right here. There, mm-hmm. there are depending on where two people went to school. There's a lot of it, and where we're positioned in Augusta, you've got the South Carolina schools that Dan was just talking about. Yep. Uh, like yeah. this weekend, you have the Gamecocks against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's yeah. going to so, be huge. Right. So the the years that both those teams are good, especially yes. it, you can feel it. You know, and our our church even is right on the border of Georgia and South Carolina. So that huge Sunday rivalry. afterwards, there's yeah. always a lot of smack talk, and <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's the border bash they call it. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. We try to just have have fun with it. I mean, like kind of like Dan was saying, it's it, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible god, terrible idol. But if you let it just be just be a game. Um, then it's a lot of fun, but passions run hot mm-hmm. during football season. So sometimes that line gets blurred. Yeah, it does. Well, have y'all watched the quarterback show or any of the Netflix documentaries untold the, the swamp, the Florida swamp, any of those shows? Oh, have yes. you watched those? It's really good. Yeah. I've watched it's, it all. Yeah. The swamp and, and the and Manziel, the, Johnny the Manziel. No, I didn't see Johnny football, I, but I did see the, the, the quarterbacks quarterback. with, with Mahomes and Kirk Cousins. Love that. And that I saw the swamp with Tebow. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's I good. even watched it. Let me just say, like, I am the most non-athletic person. Like, I grew up in the arts, and I grew up in a house that, other than cheering for the Kentucky Wildcats, because I was born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky, where UK is, I did not grow up around this stuff. And I just want to encourage anybody out there who's like me, who's maybe not, like, you don't get it. It, if you enter in and like just join your spouse who does love sports and like watching these documentaries, they're really well done. And like, I feel like there's something for yeah. everybody. And it makes me appreciate what these players go through and what the families go through. And like, and for me, I love the stories. And so I get now that I know a lot of this stuff and I've tried to join you in it, I can, it's more exciting. Well, and, I, I and go and to a game together. It. Like, you, you know, if a couple just says, well, that's his thing or her thing, and which I'm not, not going to be involved. Which I used to do. But, yeah. The more you can just enter into each other's worlds, like, you know, with Ashley, you know, I'll do stuff that she's into that yeah. I would have had no interest in or watch shows that I didn't have interest in and then end up enjoying it because it's something we do together. Yeah. She w- went to an NFL game with me once, and I remember her kind of reluctantly going, like, this is lame. <laughs> but I'm telling you, by the end of that game, and it was a great game, and, and uh, the home game. team won on this last-minute long field goal. This, the crowds were screaming, high-fiving, and she looked at me with this joy in her face, and she said, I get it! I get it now! <laughs> like, it was hugging strangers. Moment like, I loved it. It was she great. got it. I'm like, yes! That... That's I, it was great. That's what I wanted you to experience. That's yes, and even we're, I, we're looking forward to going to some dog games. So, like, yeah, yes, I agree with you guys. I feel like everything you just said is what I've been experiencing. My husband oh, has been like 
a huge football fan like all his life my family did not really watch football at all like it was always said yeah. oh my family just doesn't watch sports like it was almost like a not like a prideful thing to say but just like oh that's not us so I don't understand yeah, what you're saying and so when Mark and I got married like it was such a big part of like it was like Christmas morning for him, like every single day when football season started. And like, I love seeing like the joy and like just sitting there on the couch with him watching the games was so fun. And then this year I decided maybe I should join fantasy football because he's in like two leagues every single year. And let me just see like what the hype is about. And so it's been so fun. And I actually saw a video that was like, don't, instead of like criticizing or feeling like your spouse's hobbies don't relate to you at all, like maybe just try to learn why they enjoy it and see like, maybe you'll get to enjoy it too. And exactly what you said, just like spending that time together is just so fun. Yeah. And so I've definitely been brought into like this, the hype of football season and I, like, I'm loving it so much. Oh, once, I love that. Awesome. Once it that clicks, so once it clicks, it's like, it's like very enjoyable. And, you yes. know, it, it takes it, it is a very complicated sport and there's a lot of just downtime. You know, there's if you don't if you don't know the nuances of it, sometimes whenever there's, you know, a slow game and it's just, you know, a lot of you know, two yards here, three yards there, not, no big plays, um, you know, like the Cleveland uh, Cincinnati game yesterday was slow. It wasn't like a super exciting game. Brutal. Uh, but then the 49ers mm-hmm. were lighting up. The Steelers, you know, you got this, these games that go that go all out. But if you don't know what's going on and, and you just know some of the players' names, it's it's super confusing. And then the offensive side is more sexy than the defensive side when it comes to cameras and names and those sorts of things. Um, but the but the football season itself, once it happens, it's like a tsunami of just like activity for everything. I have a question for you since we're we're getting into the parenting space. You guys are. You guys have a new parenting podcast coming out, don't you? This is a plug. This is me plugging the new parenting podcast. I love it. <laughs> Just lobbing it up for you guys. And <laughs> Thank you. I love it. We're so excited. You want to tell them about it, sweetie? I would be delighted. So it is called Parenting Uncovered. Uh, we were going to call it Naked Parenting, but, you know, it just... Felt a little. The legal department got involved in that. Yeah, the legal department <laughs> right, said. Right. <laughs> so we backed off that. But a little nod uncovered. To yeah, it's yeah, kind of a little, a little nod. nod. Yeah. But it, it also, you know, we're going to reveal the truths about parenting. Sure. We're going to uncover them together and and uncomplicate it. I think. Uh, yeah. Because I know for us personally, I mean, parenting has been a journey. I think for all of us, if we're being honest, it's lots of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, sometimes you can feel like, am I the only one? And we want to just say, like, no, you're not the only one. Like, let's. Let's look at these things. Let's talk about anything and everything. So, okay, yeah, let's, and it's, let's start off with this question. I have a question for you. Just uh, This yes. is a precursor to the Parenting Uncovered podcast. Okay, so I'm trying to motivate my kids in sports with money. How much is too much? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, it depends. Is it, Are you creating like a name image likeness, like an NIL sort of thing where – you're going to say, for every time I post a picture of you on Facebook or Instagram, I'm going to pay you for your likeness <laughs> oh for every good gosh. play? Or is it more I'm saying like, that uh, this weekend, this, is, this was Luke's first uh, tackle football game, and I said, listen, it's $10 a sack, $20 an interception, $100 a touchdown. I said, it's just for this game only. Wow. And he goes, yeah. well, if I get four touchdowns, that's a VR headset. I said, listen, let's just start with the first touchdown, Okay. <laughs> and I knew my money was safe, right? This was his first time. Like he's, like he's just learning right now. Sorry, Luke. Yeah, Luke's Sorry. great. He did great. He had a he had a sack and a fumble recovery, but uh, wow. but you know he's just learning. And and the team is very serious here in Southlake, as you guys know. 
Oh so, yeah, the dragons oh, are definitely. Yeah, it's it's big time. I, I'm trying to them. figure out what's motivating and what's demotivating when it comes to 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 money and sports, and mm-hmm. I just didn't know if you guys have found the secret formula for like, do you uh, do you go big or is that just is that just going to frustrate them? Well, I think I every that's every kid's different. We've tried different motivations, um, and same with our kids too. Uh, <laughs> The sports, the yeah. sports and God blessed us with, uh, you know, they, they take after me in this way. They're not particularly <laughs> athletic. You know, they're not like. I mean, si- somewhat. They're not. Yeah, they're 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 not going to be the ones scoring four touchdowns, most likely. No. But we try to, like, just cheer them on to make sure they're learning, they're growing, they're contributing, they're having fun. And we, we try to incentivize that in different ways. Uh, but like the pay pay per play contract sort of stuff. For some kids that works, for some kids, you know, that can discourage them if they feel like they're not measuring up. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of trial and error. It's a mm-hmm. lot of experimentation of what's going to work. Sometimes it's just giving them extra video game time for doing this, you know, for every yeah. like, minute time you spend practicing yeah. or whatever, you're going to get this much time extra playing games or something. Like and, and what's going to motivate each kid is is a little bit different. But yeah, find what what's going to motivate your kid. And yeah. what works with one isn't always going to work with another. And and what works with one in one season isn't always going to work with them in the next season. And so you got to just kind of keep your thumb on the pulse. So Although, how much is too much? I don't know. That's up to you guys, really. I think yeah. it's going to vary. My money's safe right now. I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till game three. That's right. Game three is going to come through. Well, I hope so. I told them it's game by game. I'm going to I'm gonna basically, it's like the odds of a game. You know, uh, every game I'm going to look at the, the, the spread and say, well, you know, now it's $10 a touchdown if he's got just an easy game. So the follow-up question on that, and Ashley, you can, you can t- tackle this one. So most parents, on average, spend, uh, with kids in sports, spend about 12 hours with their kids' sports if they're, if they're actively involved playing something. And yeah. that can take a toll on relationships. So how do you, how do you encourage or, or instruct or direct parents that do have kids? And they may be, they may be very successful in sports. It may not be something where, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's – it's, uh, a toxic thing. It's it's very fruitful for the kid. Yeah. But how do you how do you instruct uh, parents out there when they have kids that are involved in sports? Oh man, and I guess that, is that twelve hours a week is kind of what the average. They were is. saying is that, right? that if you have a kid involved in sports, it can take up to twelve hours of your time of the parents' time each week. You know, shuttling people okay, around, yeah. going to practices. I see mm-hmm. parents at all the practices. They're sitting there for two hours. I'm one of them, uh, watching yep. their kids. It wasn't the old days whenever I was growing up where people drop you off and then pick you up later. The parents are actively involved, you know, so mm-hmm. from like Reed's football, it's uh, two two-hour practices every week plus, you know, two-hour games plus sure. all the other stuff he's doing to get to prepare for, for games. Right. Right. No, I totally believe it. And especially, I mean, there's certain sports I think that take more time than other sports. Like I know we're talking about football today, but even when it comes to baseball and then you get into those competitive leagues. I mean, we've had friends that spend even well over 12 hours and you're traveling travel ball, you know, um, I can relate to it a little bit. Like I know growing up, I, like I said, I did dance competitive dance, um, which many consider a sport as well, but we, we did travel dance. Like I did competitive dance. And I remember my family, um, you know, coming, having to come together and decide like, well, how much this year do we do this in the same way with sports and different activities with our kids? We've had to have those conversations because I think the key is the, just like Dan was talking about not letting football become your God, 
we can't let our kids' activities become our God, like where that's everything ruling our family schedule. And if we're not the ones, the adults, you know, looking at our schedule and deciding what needs to stay and what needs to go in this season, then it's going to overtake it. And then what you find is you're not, you're not having family dinners anymore. You're not going to church anymore. You're not having your date night anymore because you're like, but it's for this, you know, because our kid's really good at this sport. And I get that because like we've gotten questions where we talk about this and we say like maybe, you know, put something kind of off for this season so that your family can have more time and we'll have parents write us and say, but what if your kid is a standout? And what if this could lead to a college scholarship or what if they could be signed with one of these professional sports organizations? And I mean, I get it. Like, that's amazing. We've not had that <laughs> option, but, um, but I get that. Like when you really see like they have a special gift, um, I totally get wanting to equip them as much as possible and give them that opportunity. But even with that, um, what you'll find when you look kind of behind the curtain of families who have maybe this kind of kid, if they don't balance their schedule, these parents often end up divorced. I mean, there's a high divorce yeah. rate and it's so sad to me. And a lot of times it's, it's because they just didn't have any time together. And so I would just say, really look at your schedule and just see if there's balance there. Are you having time together as a family or is it really in balance where one parent or both parents are with this one kid all the time doing this sports activity. And like the other children are kind of thrown to the wayside, you know, and having to be at home or having to be drugged to a game all the time. Um, Cause then your, your family relationships are just getting um, they're, they're, they can become unhealthy real fast. I think one thing to add there Brent is, and that was a great kind of like segue to, of course, figuring out what that rhythm is for your balance for your family life. But I think one of the things that what we saw and all of our kids are now off at college but was they become the coach becomes the loudest voice in their life. And because and so you're kind of giving your authority away as the, the parent sometimes. And yeah. so whenever you come back to your table or you come back to a moment, you're like, hey, this is what we do. This is our family culture. And they're like, well, a coach says this or a coach has a mm-hmm. different mentality. And so what you're doing is actually giving away your authority. And I heard one of uh, a great pastor just talk about that, that one day, like that, that decision was just made for him. He was pulled out of sports and his dad was like, we're going to go hunt and fish. And, um, you know, those are those things that make a big difference in, in that, you know, in that student, I mean, that, that student, I, you tell I served in students and that child's life, uh, because it's just, you got to watch who you're giving that authority to mm. those voices. Yeah. And so, and coaches are great. I love coaches. I've been a coach myself. Yeah. Uh, I love prime time. I love the way that he's lo- coaching those boys at Colorado. Um, but really got to watch it because not all of them are out for him. No. A good coach can really lift your kids' spirits. A a bad coach can ruin the sport for them and really ruin their spirit as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Any other questions from from the EXO team for Mr. and Mrs. Willis? (laughs) Well, before, well, think about the the questions here. Dave's athletic ability. I want to make sure that you don't talk yourself down. I've seen you on an ultimate field. You've run, you, you ran good, you caught the frisbee. You didn't last too long, but you caught the frisbee, so you did a good job. You're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I got. You're too kind. The truth is, like Eric and those high school guys just dominated me the whole time. But they did. They let me play, and and I I I was happy to be part of it. But it was just a reminder that you know you were a good sport. It's not. What's that? You were a good sport. You showed up. You had a good time. I showed, That's right. I showed up. You enjoyed I got the, playing the game. I got know? a lot of participation trophies in my case, so <laughs> I gave it my best. Well, so you guys are gonna be in Lakeland. Uh, you'll be, but you'll be here this weekend for Tipping Point, and then you'll have some recordings yes. here. Uh, again, just giving everyone quick updates on on EXO related stuff. 
Anything else on the schedule that you want to highlight? Oh, I'm super, like you mentioned, super excited about the book, the upcoming parenting conference, uh, parenting podcast, podcast yes. which will be out in a few months. And the XO events, we're excited to get back in the studio late September yeah, and be recording both for Naked Marriage and, and for Parenting Uncovered. We'll be doing some recordings there. And yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm just excited about all of it. My love, what what's Very on exciting. your mind? We're also, if you're in the DFW area, we're going to be speaking at Cottonwood Creek. Um, and it's a date night event. So you can look up that church. And, in Allen, Texas. In Allen, Texas. Yeah. That's the night before tipping the point. The night before tipping point. And um, yeah, we're really excited about the rest of this XO 2023 season. And we're also already, you know, excited about the 2024 season. So, so many things to look forward to. And um yeah, we're we're really excited. We're almost sold out at Fellowship Church. I mean, we're Yay. a few months awesome. away, and uh, we only have, I think, less than a thousand seats. But I mean, it, it's over three thousand tickets sold. That will right. that will fill up. So if 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 folks are out there and they want to make their plans for Valentine's Day weekend, don't want to hit a sold out sign, then they want to get those tickets. It's a great. Hey, it is a great. Um, I'm trying to think what holiday's coming up. It's a great Halloween gift. It's a great Thanksgiving <laughs> gift. There you go. And if you're really late, it's, yep. great. it's a great Christmas gift. So, hey, we love you guys. And um, really, honestly, you guys are, are really making a huge difference every single day out there. Uh, we have testimonies coming in from your podcast and from all that you do. And, you know, unless, unless nobody else is telling you, we all love you. And we believe Aww. in you. And we absolutely are honored to have you on the EXO team. Mm-hmm. We do love you guys. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. And we are just so honored to be part of this incredible team. And I know I'm so glad you have um, those guys on the couch in there because, I mean, there's so much that goes into all the things at XO. And, and it's not just what people see on stages or, or, the, or the authors of the book. Like, there's a whole team behind all of this that makes all this possible. And so I love that you're being able to... Yeah to let these incredible people it's, share their stories too. I love it. No, it, it is. We tell folks all the time, it's a world-class team with world-class leadership. Yes, it that's, is. That's you, Brent. That's and right. We love being part of it. If we have another son, I'm making this promise right now, we're going <laughs> to name him <laughs> Xavier gosh. Oliver and call him XO. His initials will wow. be XO. <laughs> it's happening. Maybe a dog. I don't No more kids, right? <laughs> we're kind of past that season. But hey, but we, you never know. <laughs> we do. We love it. And, and the, the best is yet to come. There's so many great things in store. There is. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, we we will let you get back to your your daily life of of just crushing it for marriage there in Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. We'll, <laughs> well see, we you. You guys. see you in see Dallas you this weekend. See you this weekend. All right, see y'all. Bye. Okay, well, so we have more to talk about with with fantasy football. All right, mm-hmm. don't 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 think that we're not. And uh, four, three, two, one. Yeah, they're gone. Nope. They're still here. They're still there. He's trying to figure it out. Dave is. Listen, I feel like I'm in their studio right now. Where this is the this is the studio that's. Bye, we don't like to like the naked marriage is recorded in here. So we're uh, we're still talking about football. You know, one of the things that I I think is interesting right now is is fantasy football dominated a, a lot of the football talk, and because we have an EXO Marriage Fantasy Football League, um, yes. I think it's a good way for people to get involved with football and understand it a little bit better. Like, I mean, Kimmy, I mean, is this a... First time. Yeah, first time. How's it going for you? Well, I mean, my team didn't win this weekend. It's not over yet. 
But I'm super excited because I'm taking a personal win because I actually know a little bit more about what's happening and what I'm looking at now. So, yes, I don't feel a like a deer in the headlights, but no. I, I, I look at my phone. I'm like, I need to understand this more. And there's just yeah. so much. And it's super fun to learn something new. And also my husband is like the brainiac behind, mm-hmm. like he knows all the things about football, all the stats and every single thing. So it, I'm trying you, to you, you have a new f- felt appreciation for like I drafted Dobbins and he's the running back for, for Baltimore in one of my leagues. I think it's the XO league and he's out for the season with Achilles. So you have a newfound respect for a team that you would never have followed and a player you would never have cared about. Mm-hmm. Now you're like that gummit. They all matter. Is there not an Achilles specialist in America that can heal him before next weekend? I have to have those points. And if you talk to those guys, if you hear those guys in the NFL, they're like, you know, I can't help you every weekend when your fantasy league. Right. I'm not a god. Uh, so, but it is an interesting dynamic because a lot of people have a, a team that they followed or they haven't followed football at all. And now you're like understanding all the players, all the roles, the importance every weekend, the matchups. And uh, it's a big thing. So, um, Eric, talk about fantasy football in your life, in your world. I, I think I've just, I'm 44 and I think I just learned how to do it healthy. Uh, I think when I first started doing fantasy football, I had the NFL ticket back in the direct TV days, and I was the guy with, but this was before flat screen. So, you know, you had the, you brought the, the bedroom TV into the living room, and you had the different TVs going, and I had coaxial cable going everywhere. And uh, it was awful. It was awful. I mean, it was awesome at that time. Sure. Um, you are showing your age here. Yes. I, I, coaxial I I cable. Coaxial <laughs> cables, the splitters, and all that stuff. Um, but I drug Keisha into it, and so she, and she knew nothing about it. So whenever you guys talk about, like, uh, you know, Karina's over there, like, I'm doing it with Mark, and it's so cute, and it's so fun. Keisha hated it, and it was because I, I completely just dominated Sunday with it. And so that was before smartphones, so, uh, you know, there was no way to check your scores. I mean, you're trying to, you know, look at the, the scores or watch the screen and put, do your calculations in your head on pencil and paper. And so, but um, it's been fun. I, you know, I, I've played fantasy football all these years. Absolutely sport nut. Just love it. Uh, from, I remember collecting baseball cards. We talked about that. Collecting Beckett, you know, football cards all the way through. So I thought fantasy football was kind of like this opportunity to take the love that you had for stats and for players to put together this virtual team to be able to just follow them um, and have a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, win some money, hopefully, if you're in pay leagues, but I don't, you know, or lose it. Um, <laughs> But uh, it, it's always a lot. It's a lot of fun. Keisha's never done a fantasy football league. I don't think I'm going to be able to talk her into it. <laughs> I don't think she's going to go for it. Uh, I joked around last night saying, "Hey, Directv, you know, I mean, doesn't have fan, um, the NFL ticket. Uh, YouTube TV does now." She was like, "No." I was so no. stressed out yesterday because we have YouTube TV, and um, it was game time, and all of the show, all the games are going, and I have all these players, and I'm like, "How am I supposed to keep track of all of them all at once?" And it was just, it was kind of overwhelming, but. Yeah, and I wonder how many how many times you look at your phone per day. Like when you play fantasy football, mm-hmm. how often are you opening the app? Oh. I think my phone's yeah. at oh, eight yeah. hours. Oh yeah, I reached out to Marcus. Okay, how do I do this? <laughs> what, what app do I need? Tim was texting me yesterday. What app do I download? Yes. I've got to check my scores. We're traveling. I can't watch the games. I need to be able to know a little bit of what's going on. It makes it fun. You you also feel a little bit like a nerd. I feel like a nerd sometimes because I'm all into the data, the stats. And so I'm also in a fantasy baseball league, and it starts in, like, April. So fantasy baseball is way more in, in, involved. And you have to set your lineup every day because there's pitchers rotating and there's all these sorts of things. It came down 
So I'm in a 12-team league. So came down to this last week. You play for a week. All of, all of your stats accumulate. I was on the on the cusp of the sixth place, right? And I needed to like make it and beat out the people who are in seventh and eighth place and all the, the points accumulation. And it came down to last night. I was refreshing my phone going, okay, okay, okay. If they get this number, then I'm good. If they get, And I was sitting there going, I, I am completely um, a lunatic for <laughs> something that makes no difference in my life. I mean, there's a little money involved. And, and it is a, it's an ego thing. But to sit there and refresh, there's probably mice <laughs> in a cage somewhere that they're, they're using fantasy football apps and they're seeing like how addictive they are for it. And I'm that guy that's like the, the poster child for addiction on fantasy apps for Yahoo and for ESPN because I just can't stand not getting the latest updates on there and figuring out where I am. And then I'm always going to other teams and doing the beautiful mind thing. And, and then I realized yesterday it is the worst parenting for me as a father seeing my son who's now 11 into fantasy football. It was 1230 and he was having a meltdown because Joe Burrows and all these other players were do doing terrible. And he was like, that's it. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose this week. I was like, dude, there's still a lot of football left. And while I'm telling him all this, I'm like sitting there going, all the emotions that he's having, I'm having too, just a little bit more mature. And uh, that's our society right now. We're, we're living in a society that's all built upon the emotions of a... Of An a, imaginary game. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's not imaginary. It is I used to tell real. Mark, how are you, why are you so you? worked up about an imaginary team? And like, you're just so emotional about this. But now I'm there and I understand it. Yes, you do. You care. You care you, so much. Have you gotten involved in the, the weekly like FanDuel or DraftKings or anything like that? Yeah, come on, DraftKings. Let's be a sponsor of EXO Live. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish I was better at it. You know, I wish I was better at it. The truth is, is that there are guys out there that will set, no lie, hundreds of lineups. They have computer systems and they'll just run like massive amounts of lineups a lot of times if you'll see like the top leaderboards there'll be guys that have the same spot in the top like third fourth fifth you know or they'll have like a few in the top because they just set these algorithms for lineups because you have a budget right so you have like six i don't know six thousand dollars i can't remember the budget is maybe more than that and you can only spend a certain amount on qbs a certain amount on rbs wide receivers so, so everyone has the same amount of money and every player is worth a certain amount of money. So if you want Jalen Hurts, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. So you might have to, if you want another couple of studs on there, you may have to go to a uh, Brock Purdy or something. Mm -hmm. That's that's not no no knock on Brock Shots Purdy. Fired. Shots no, fired. I like Brock Purdy. He did great yesterday. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, but you know, you might have to go to a lower quarterback, and if you want to get a stud wide receiver in there or like a stud um, tight end. But then, you know, it's, it really is, at the end of the day, you're trying to find a few of those, you know, dark horses of, of, of fantasy that are on the, the, the fringe that could go off because of the conditions, or they could just be a waste of money. Mm -hmm. And you'll find the people that win have a few fixtures of, of talent in their lineup based upon the, the price points, and then they're just flooding every other position with, with flyers. They're, they're basically gambling. And you're competing against all those people, especially in tournaments. They say tournaments are dumb money. Like, you just don't want to – like, you, that's, that's not where you want to put your money. The best is, like, 50-50 heads up. I'm talking like I know all this stuff. I've got to play all the time. I asked you one question, and you – do you work for them? If you have a gambling addiction, call 1-800 – I forgot the number. I forgot the number, too. But, but I think you're on to something because I, I know that like, – 
there's a lot more younger people doing that, right? And sports betting used to be just like, hey, if you're in Vegas, you know, you head to the Bellagio, head to the sports bar, you're able to do it. But now because it's all on the phone, I mean, you can gamble. Uh, and now they're even uh, give you free money. So, you, hey, we're going to give you $25 free to play this week. And, you know, you can multiply it, multiply it, and get some, uh, you know, if you get it to a certain amount, then you can withdraw it. Yeah. And, the, um, and so I'm kind of curious to see, like, in the future, like, especially with the, a lot of the young guys now, doing this now as opposed to just free yahoo back in the day uh fantasy leagues is you know what's going to be the outcome the result of this in 10 years from now mm -hmm. you know whenever you're married and you know it's not five free dollars it's your your salary of 150 250 dollar buy-in for the week and what does that look like as they move forward because i think that you know maybe that's going to be a slippery slope in 10 years the same thing with video gaming it was you know for us you know xbox live wasn't too big of a deal but now it's a big deal in marriages yeah um, so kind of curious what that does, fantasy football, the DraftKings, you know. There's guys that study it. They just, they, they know it so well. And so if you study it, you can actually, you can be pretty good. You can, you have to grind it out. It's not going to be something where you'll have up, up weeks and down weeks, but you can make a little bit of money on there. And if you, and if you hit a, a big tournament or something like that, it's, it's, it's attractive enough for some of those guys to put some money into it, but it's like anything else. I, I, I think it's fun. So sometimes I'll set a budget. Of, I'll just put a hundred dollars, right? And I'll know about five or six tournaments, and um, and I've done well in some of them. And some some weeks it's like, well, I would have spent that playing golf. I mean, like whatever. It's just entertainment. And so, um, but then I found out that it's just like I feel like a clown. I feel like you know we talked about that, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker putting on the makeup clown. <laughs> I'm the guy that's just giving everyone the money. Sometimes that's the way I feel because I'm because I don't have time to study it. Mm -hmm. Like there's guys that wake up. They're studying it all week. They wake up on Sunday morning. They are, they are ready to go, and they are studying spreadsheets, stats. They're looking at weather reports. They're looking at, you know, uh, any sort of TMZ article about somebody that was up all night partying. They have insider news, late-breaking news, and they, are, and they are ready to go. And here's me that's like, I better set a lineup before church. And so I'm just like, I like this guy. I like this guy. And then I'm just the one just donating the money to the to the to the pool. Um, and then there's guys that, that bet on stuff, crazy stuff like what's the, what's the color of Gatorade or, uh, will, uh, will, will the mascot be, you know, wearing, uh, this, this version of the mascot outfit. And there's major money being spent on the stupidest things ever when it comes to football. And that's when you know you're, you're a gambler. You just like to gamble. That's Karina in about two years from now. <laughs> Karina's going to read that. Yes, That's I'm going off the deep end. I was just thinking, I don't know how I feel about investing so much money into something. But I don't know. Mark and I, maybe we'll get to that talk in a few years. I don't know. The time yeah. part of it. I don't yeah. understand investing that much time into something like that. For, I, I don't have the time. That's what I'm saying. You have to spend yeah. a, a, an enormous, in, what's the word I'm looking for? In an, <laughs> Karina, help me out here. Uh, a crazy amount of time mm -hmm. uh, on that in order to do well. And yeah. so you're studying, uh, you know, a bunch of stats. I have a couple of websites that I follow, and so they kind of kind of feed me their expert news. And I'm, I'm happy to, you know, be able to just sort of glean from their knowledge and all their work. But essentially, if I'm looking at their stuff, then everybody else is looking at their stuff. And so what I realized is if they have like a DraftKings lineup that they're giving you, well, I mean, if they knew then they would keep it to themselves and they would make a million dollars every weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're really having to take some cues from what they're saying and then add your own uh, knowledge to it. And then at the end of the day, just take take a shot. 
Um, I, I want to finish by saying by talking about uh, one more thing, which is some of these programs that are on Netflix, quarterback show, um, the Untold, the Johnny Manziel story. Uh, are you guys watching any of those? Any any hot takes on those? I haven't watched anything lately. So yes, I'm halfway through the Swamp series, uh, but I've watched the Johnny Menzel and uh, the quarterbacks. And I think that like shows like that, when you get to see the personal side of people, just like watching Hard Knocks, different series that bring you into the behind the scenes of what's going on in team dynamics, what's going on in people's personal lives. Suddenly, one, you either love them more or dislike them more. And then you're invested in more into their game because you know what's going on behind the scenes. One of the craziest things that I took away from the quarterback series was just how rough that is on their body every week. Yes. And so it's like Kirk Cousins, especially with his, uh, you know, having physical therapy and massage therapists and all of that each week to recover each sun like from each Sunday's game to then also prepare for the next one. It's a whole like body experience of having to physically recover and get ready for your next game mm. and just the toll that that takes. And those guys, I mean, they make so much money. You, you could do one season and they're set retire, but they love the game so much that they keep playing year after year and taking that toll on their body. I mean, that's just a lot. I like, um, uh, I have never been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. And I watch Hard Knocks this year with him and the Jets. Yeah. I like him. Pretty cool guy. Pretty I think cool. it's amazing. Pretty sure he's just a dude just out there having a good time with other guys. Really builds a lot of, he, you know, he's intentional with his time with his teammates, taking them out to dinner, getting to know them. I mean, he. I think in the last episode we took him to Broadway because he was talking about different shows to take him to. And, you know, he's on the sideline. He's like, hey, what's your favorite Broadway show? And they're like, oh, Wicked, you got to go see Back to the Future. And he's talking through. He's just like a pretty cool guy. I like him. Yeah. He's in my, I mean, if you told me I could only pick one quarterback uh, from the league right now to join, like, have a team with him, um, like, he would be one of my top picks. Oh, yeah. He He's just accurate. He's good. He's smart. Got great footwork. He's getting a little bit later in his years, but uh, I think he's awesome. That quarterback show was interesting. And yes, Kirk Cousins. I, I respected him way more after watching that show. I yeah. mean, his body was going through it every week, and he was toughing it out. I mean, that that's the thing. You know, they talk about Ben Roethlisberger being so tough and some of these quarterbacks, and you see how much their 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 body's just enduring pain every week. And Patrick Mahomes was the same way. I mean, he was preparing his body every week. And uh, I would say out of the three, Marcus Mariota was the, the probably the the weaker link of, like, making me appreciate the position because I don't think I didn't feel like Marcus Mariota had as much passion as the other two guys for it, but Kirk Cousins was, uh, you know, he was just your good Christian, you know, father, husband, loves Jesus, loves football, a little bit. Um, there's a there's a character in one of the movies Stephanie always talk about his uh, Chris um, Chris Klein. I think he was in like American Pie days. And he was in um, that movie Election. Did you ever see the movie Election mm. with Reese Witherspoon? I remember American Pie. I do not remember Election. Okay, Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, Election. You're welcome. It's an amazing movie. Okay. Reese Witherspoon's, uh, but Chris Pine it was like, it was not, it's not Chris Pine, it's Chris something. And uh, he's just a really nice guy, like genuinely nice. And everything is like, oh, gee, thanks. 
oh, you're so awesome. And so that's why Kirk Cousins is to me is just everything's so nice. He's so great, so happy, so positive. And but not in a not in a negative way, in a very positive way. I respected him way more because that's a tough role. Um, he doesn't care about the flash. His wife dresses him. He drives like a really basic car. He lives in Minnesota where it's not super fancy. His house is normal. But yet he's there's only 32 of those guys in, in America that start on, on Sunday, and he's one of them, and he's tough. Yeah. And uh, I respect him way more. But um, What uh, about, though, with – so you have Kirk Cousins on one side of the spectrum, and then on the other side of the spectrum you have Menzel, right? And so he goes on his show on – on Netflix does on it. It's one of the best ones that I've watched. And you, your heart breaks for him even more because he hasn't figured it out. You can tell like he's still trying to, he's still in a bad space in his head. Mm -hmm. And you know, whenever he's talking about um, that. So on one of the stories he talks about is the Browns game where he's in Vegas. I think it's on a Saturday night or was it the combine? No, no, it was the combine. It was the, he was about to go do a a workout Mm -hmm. and he has, he's not going to make it back for the combine. Or he's going to make it back, but he's going to have – he's just had a, a, a all-nighter. And he's like – calls his dad, and his dad – he tells his dad, hey, I need you to go to the emergency room and fake a, a fake a, a, an emergency room to give me a reason to give me an out to not show up to this. Yep. And there's zero remorse why he's telling this story. He is just telling it like it is just mm. okay. And I, I think as you're watching that, you're, you're like, oh, my goodness, this guy has still has not figured it out. Out of the league – I know he's getting awards and he's getting recognized at A&M and things, but it's still heartbreaking to watch that mental health side of it because he just has not matured. Mm. He, he hasn't come through yet. Mm. And I don't know, maybe it's not maturity. Maybe it's something to do with, you know, I, I know mental health. And Jimmy and Irene were here last week doing XO. Uh, their two equals one podcast. They talked a lot about mental health, uh, about, you know, hey, it's okay to go ask for help. It's okay to if you have to get on medication. Um but it was real sad to watch the Menzel one. The Menzel yeah. one was really heartbreaking. What's crazy about that story is that, you know, as an NFL quarterback, I mean, you're paying, being paid millions and millions of dollars, and all those guys, you, you hear from Tom Brady all the way to whoever is in, in, the, in the world of that NFL, you know, quarterback situation, they're watching so much film, so much tape. And Johnny Menzel on that documentary said, do you know how much tape I watched? Zero. Zero. And that's what was – when he did that, I was like, oh, okay, he was just completely unprepared. He was just not mature enough to handle what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. He had the talent. Oh, yeah. He did. He, he was really good. I mean, he, he, he had the talent. He just went – I think, you know, he was microwaved instead of baked. And so in college world, you know, his, his lifestyle was, went from zero to hero. And he was a little G God in a, in a universe of college station that really elevates you to godlike status quickly if you're doing well. And then he just, he just went on a tear and life. I don't, I mean, I guess there was, his dad was on that show and who was there to tell him like, you're being a knucklehead. No one was, everyone was just finding other ways and loopholes to, to continue the, uh, the gig, right? The, the, even the signing the autographs on the, on the, Mm -hmm. on the, uh, footballs. Yep. He found a way around that. His best friend was like, "Hey, just I'm going to send him a different way so the NCAA doesn't catch us on this one now." Yep. It's just, it was it was all enabling. Everyone enabled him. No one actually put their foot down and said, "This is not good for you, Johnny." Everyone was just like, "Let's find ways for him to continue to be Johnny Football." Mm. Yeah. Well, we wish him the best in Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. He's out there. He's uh, he's still. Um, 
he's still trying to make it. I think, you know, he has a career still left if he wants to do coaching or, you know, do some things around football. He's not even that old. I think he could possibly even – well, I don't know about play again. But, uh, no, those are great stories. The the Tim Tebow one was great too. If, if you haven't watched Swamp Kings uh, on Netflix, Untold, it was, it was really fascinating as well. And my wife, Stephanie, we've been married for 25 years. She's not a football fan. And she watched the quarterback show, and she loved it. And she fell in love with Kirk Cousins so much so that for her birthday, Reed and Luke wanted to get her a Kirk Cousins jersey. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, she likes Kirk Cousins, <laughs> but she doesn't necessarily like the Vikings. <laughs> and I couldn't necessarily see her wear a purple Kirk Cousins jersey. But it was a sweet, it was a sweet moment with, uh, with honoring the fact that she's kind of gotten into the football world, with, especially with the boys playing now. She, she's really involved. And so football is our life. We have boys playing. We're, we're into fantasy football. Uh, we talk about football a lot. And I thought it was interesting today just to have a conversation about what that means in the world of relationships because it's definitely something that I'm facing and a lot of other people are facing as well. Hey, we're at XO Marriage Center, and uh, if you see this uh, cup I'm drinking out of, it's uh, XO Press. We actually have a fantastic first-class Coffee shop here, little little place for, for you to come, grab a coffee um, or a an ice beverage. We have ice beverages as well. I will stake my claim and my reputation on the fact that we have some of the best coffee and drinks in the area, better than Starbucks, better than all those other goofballs out there trying to sell you their beans. Ours are the best. We have the best team here uh, delivering drinks. You can come, free Wi-Fi. And uh, this hat I'm wearing is actually a uh, design by the 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 mind the beautiful mind of Eric Gomez he's been putting together the the XO uh, logo on some gear and these uh these Travis Matthews hats he he helped design we're gonna do some more of these and we're gonna have them available for sale coming up here at the XO Press uh, if you like what you see we're gonna do some dragon colors and I know I'm a model I'm a I'm a great model for Ooh, these hats that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking yeah I was like, it's a good head yeah it's it's just gonna <laughs> sell right off my head. Um, but we're going to be uh, having some swag here, some merchandise for you as well for the Exo Press. And just come by and see the building. We have a fantastic space here that we're doing uh, our operations from headquarters, but also ministry. So we have a classroom here as well and this podcast studio and a media- mediation center where we help couples every single week uh, get stronger in their relationships. And so shout out to the team here. I got Taiwan on my left. You can't see on camera. But, uh, and I didn't put any pressure on him to pull stuff up today, but he's here for uh, the, the logistics of the big LED screen, uh, as well as the, the behind the scenes team here. We've got Jonathan and Christian. Got Josh, and Sam. <laughs> Josh and Sam in the booth. I can't see everybody in the booth. And we're having um, just, uh, just a great time putting all this stuff together for every week. So this is XO Live. We're going to be coming to you live every week. And the hope is, is that you can have, have some time to see us real raw behind the scenes, but also just keep getting updated on what's happening at XO and be encouraged along the way. So again, I'm Brent Evans. It's a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. And uh, please reach out to the team if you need anything. Come by and see us, 1021 Grace Lane here in South Lake, Texas. Take care. That was an hour and 17 minutes full of fun.